Hello and welcome back to episode six of Project Upgrade. Now I am Lucas. I'm Samantha. And today we are talking about everything with show day nerves. This is going to be a good one. Oh yeah, but first, before we forget. Before we forget, we're going to get into this. <laughs> we are going to chat about our wins for the week because we're on a roll and we need to keep it going. <laughs> so wins for the week. Sam, what was your win for the week? <laughs> I did my washing. <laughs> you did your washing. Okay. All right. um, so basically, um, there was like this massive pile of clothes that I hadn't washed yet. Mainly clothes that like my whites or my reds or like big puffy jackets, like things that I just can't put in my normal wash. They were just kind of piling up in the corner of the bedroom. It was a big pile. <laughs> and um, over the week, I made it my mission to get through all of it. It took me five days, <laughs> but I got there. <laughs> I don't know how you have that much washing. I don't either. Like every week, like I do my washing every week, but it was just like, things that I needed, like underwear or like certain clothing, like gym clothes and stuff. I would just leave the other stuff to the side and go, oh, I'll do that after. And then I just wouldn't. <laughs> so then it was just like this massive pile of clothes. But I got through it. She got through it. She got through it. Hell yeah. I'll congratulate that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the thing. It doesn't even have to be a fitness win. No. I mean, that is a big win. It's a lifestyle win. <laughs> I was putting that off since, I want to say the show. Mm. I remember before the show you saying to me, babe, like don't let this become a big thing. Like make sure you do your washing. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now you've tackled it though. That's, that's, the, that's the key point in this one. <laughs> what about you, babe? What's My yours? big win actually is, yeah, something major. I have been looking at a few cars recently. I'm upgrading. I've got a WRX at the moment and I'm looking to sell that. I've had that for a good six or seven years now. Fantastic car, super fun. But I feel like I need to upgrade a little bit. So project I have upgrade. a project <laughs> upgrade. We upgrade fitness, health and cars. And washing. <laughs> and washing. <laughs> Upgrading everything in your life. So I had a look at a few cars, different types of cars. There was one that I was really set on until I had a drive of it. Didn't love it as much as I expected to. So instead of pre-selling it in my mind and jumping straight on it, I kind of reassessed, had a look at another car, fell in love with it. So I should be getting that pretty soon. Not going to tell you what it is, but very exciting time for me. I'm actually really keen to get that started. I'm excited. New car. <laughs> yeah, passenger princess. <laughs> exactly. That's me. <laughs> DJ. <laughs> <laughs> um, but those are our wins. We'd love you guys to reflect on what your wins were from this week. Have a bit of a think about what you're grateful for, what you've done that is impressive to you. It's always nice to reflect on these things and really congratulate yourself for things that you've done. Even if it is as simple as doing your washing, like it doesn't have to be anything grand. Like honestly, it's it's so important to just look at the week and go, you know what? Go me. I did my washing that I was putting off. And they don't week. even have to be like huge milestones yeah. that you post everywhere. It could just be something that has annoyed you for a few weeks that you haven't yeah. done. And then you finally got to it and you feel a little bit good about it. So it's yeah. nice to actually realize that, oh, I am making these little steps. Exactly. <laughs> well, should we get into the episode? Yes, yeah, so onto the episode. We're talking about everything regarding show day nerves, even leading up to the show. It can be a, a lot of. Uh, a, it can have a lot of anxiety uh, attached to it. Just even the thought of show and then even show day when you're actually getting ready for the show, when you're about to step on stage. Mm -hmm. There are so many aspects of this that really can deter you or just throw you off your game a little bit. So I want to talk about our experiences and things that we think could really help settle the nerves just a little bit. Even just settling imposter syndrome because imposter syndrome is huge as well in anything, but especially bodybuilding. But um, yeah, we'll 
Yeah, absolutely. Because the imposter syndrome is very real, especially with something that you've just started. Mm. If you're doing a bodybuilding show for the first time and you know there's going to be competitors that have done this two, three, five times, you can think like, who am I to go up on stage with these people that have done this for so long? But everyone has been there at one point in their life. Everyone has started something new and it's very easy to feel like you don't belong there or this isn't something that someone like you does. You know, the important thing is to just give it a go, get up there. Everyone has been in that position once before, but they've probably gone through the same thing. They've, th- they've thought, who am I to jump onto this bodybuilding stage? Who am I to compete with these people? But just get up there, give it a go, and you'll be surprised. I think it comes down to self-doubt as well. Like, don't let self-doubt scare you from even the thought of doing a show. Like... You know, you could be doing the show for you and you should be doing it for you, but you could be doing it because you want to show off your transformation or because you want to show how far you've come or because you want to prove to yourself that you can actually do a comp prep. And I think it's important to remind yourself that and not let the self-doubt and imposter syndrome kick in and go, oh, we're not going to place, we're not going to do well, why am I doing this? It's not about that. It's about just proving to yourself that you can do it. And also, like, you never know, you may not even like it. Like, you might get up on stage and go, oh, that was a vibe, but you know what? It's not for me. And that's okay, too. There's no harm in trying. Exactly. You're never going to know if you never try. Like, I didn't know if I truly loved bodybuilding until I got off the stage for the first time. I remember going into the stage, or sorry, into show day and having imposter syndrome and being like, oh, I don't know. Like, I'm not going to do well. Am I going to do well? Like, if I don't do well, this is not for me, yada, yada, yada. Mm. And then I walked off stage and I was like, this is sick. I can't wait to do it again. And you wouldn't know that unless you had actually pursued it and tried it, right? Exactly. Even going into WBFF, I remember us saying, like having the conversation of me, like going over to WBFF, coming across from IFBB. And you said to me, like, you're never going to know unless you just do it. Like, why can't you do it, Sam? Just because you're an IFBB girl. Like, what does that even mean? Yeah. And I was like, oh, true. Like, that was imposter syndrome definitely kicking in and making me believe that just because I've done a different federation doesn't mean I could do another one. Of course not. That's the thing. It's always nice to step back and then almost, like, make a mental, like, notepad of mm-hmm. your, like, what you have, what this person has. Like, you'll realise you're ev- almost everyone is on an even playing field. Everyone almost has the same attributes and like if they can do it, you can do it as well. The only difference is they've actually pursued it and tried to do this thing that you want to do. So it like the first step is really just attempting it in the first place. Like everyone can do what the next person does. Yeah. That's what you have to realise. And even thinking like, oh, I could never diet for that long or I could never get up on stage in a bikini or with no shirt on. Or I could never do the posing. Be. That's That was always one of the yeah. big things. But why not? Why not? Why can't you do it? Have you ever done it before? Do you know for a fact that you just couldn't do it? Like, why can you actually not do it? You're never going to know unless you try. Because you haven't tried. That's the thing. If you actually logically think about what are the reasons why I wouldn't be able to do this, what would realistically hold me back from doing this thing that I want to do. If you really, really think about that, you'll come to a quick conclusion that, oh, there's actually not that much standing in my way. Mm. A lot of it is just these self-limiting beliefs that you think that are real. You put in your mind to say that, no, this isn't for me. But if you step back, you'll realize like, there's actually no reason why that guy or girl can't, can do this and I can't do this. Exactly, 100%. And you can do anything you set your mind to. It's just about, are you willing to do it? And I think that's the other thing, like we always get caught in excuses. Yeah. And we just look for excuses to why we can't do it's something. It's the easy option. Exactly. But if you remove the excuses, suddenly what's the reason? Mm-hmm. And you have no reason to not do it. 
definitely look at your excuses. Like if you're like, oh, like who am I to get up on stage or whatever it might be? Well, what's the excuse? Mm. What excuse is actually holding you back? Is it a limiting belief? Because that could be a possibility, 100%. But also what excuse are you giving yourself? Like Mm -hmm. I can't follow a diet for however long. That's an excuse. Anyone can follow a diet for that long. It's just about if you're wanting to follow a diet for that long. That's what it comes down to. And there's also certain things that you would actually have to change to be able to adopt that lifestyle Mm. as well. Maybe you're not in a position to, like, if I just chucked a diet plan on you right now with no context or anything like that, hey, follow this for 12 weeks. Like, you might find that challenging. But then if you actually spend a few weeks kind of changing your lifestyle around, maybe having a set bedtime, maybe you know, organizing some time to during the day to put your meals in, you might realize, oh, I can actually make this work if I restructure my life and my lifestyle to accommodate this lifestyle that I'll need to achieve this goal. So sometimes it's not just you're in a current position to get there. Sometimes you've got to make some changes at the start to make sure that you're set up to really achieve these goals laid down the track. I think, you know, with the, because this is like self-imposter syndrome mainly, but also excuses, but Recently, we were chatting about it before, like I recently increased my prices for posing Mm. and the debate that we had about me increasing (laughs) my prices was just something different because you were like, increase it, increase it, increase it. And I kept giving you so many excuses excuses to why I couldn't when really it was just imposter syndrome and it was just my limiting beliefs get the better of me and say, no, who, who are you to do that? And then you would say, you're Samantha Wicks, you can do it. And I'd be like, but what does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) What does that mean? (laughs) And it was just this constant back and forth argument. Eventually I did it and no one has pushed back on it. Yeah, exactly. And it's so hard. What is the saying? Sometimes you're too close to the trees to see the forest. Like you're too involved in what you're doing to really take that step back. So in that situation, I'm all the way back here. I can see the whole landscape of what you're doing and how many clients you have and how everyone sees your work. I'm like, you're doing great work. Like you deserve to put the price up higher. I'm confident no one's really going to push back. But it's hard to kind of see that once you're in the thick of things yourself. Yeah. Same thing goes for bodybuilding. Yeah, Like absolutely. you might think that you couldn't get on stage because it's so nerve-wracking and you could never be seen in a bikini. But you, you don't know that. Yeah. You're never going to know unless you actually give it a red-hot go. And if you see like some of these like extreme fat loss transformations, like if you see this person that's like 150 kilos and they shred down to like sub 100, like do you think they ever thought they could do that? 100%. Like there's so, <laughs> many, probably, yeah. there's so many people that have just completely proved themselves wrong over time. And that's just because they gave it a go. And like this, like there's no reason you can't do what the next guy does. If you believe in yourself, you can do anything. It sounds so cheesy, doesn't it? But it's so true. It's so bloody true. It's so true. Yeah. Like I've never struggled with self-belief ever. Like if I believe in something, I'm like, yeah, mm. I can do it. Yeah. Even if it's the most ridiculous thought, I'm like, nah, I can do it. But then I remember like recently I had a moment where I lost my self-belief and I was like, whoa, I've never had this before. Like, this is a really, what? I, I can't do something? Oh, my God. So I can get, like, how it is really scary for people to just jump and just do that bodybuilding show, that transformation, that eight-week challenge, whatever it might be. But if you truly believe at your core that you can achieve something, there's no reason to why you can't. You've just got to work through those blockages, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on to our next one, though. <laughs> I can't even read that. (laughs) So guys, turns out I'm blind. Um, I got my eyes checked a couple of weeks ago and I I knew I was blind. Like I knew that things were blurry. (laughs) And then I put on these new glasses and I was like, oh, 
Whoa. <laughs> I was really blind. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, it was bad. Oh, she's getting blind over here. <laughs> it, it was bad. <laughs> but our next topic is preparation. So, is that what that says? <laughs> it does. It is what it says. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. You know, like paint it on the wall. It's like just that. like big letters. Big letters. <laughs> uh, I need my glasses. <laughs> but no, a good way to settle some nerves and just to feel a little bit more confident is just to make sure you've adequately prepared for something. Now, I know that a lot of people, they go onto stage and moments before they do have a, a bit of anxiety come up because they're not super confident, say, in their posing, for example, or even just the physique that they're about to present themselves. This is show day we're talking about. But it's so easy to crush those almost completely by having good preparation. So if you've spent a number of weeks meticulously hitting your posing routines, really trying to refine everything, and then also doing everything in your power to get your physique to a level that you feel confident, by the time it's time to step onto stage, you feel a lot more confident. The anxiety is much further down because you know, oh, I'm about to kill this. Oh, I'm so ready to display all of my hard work on stage. But without that preparation, where does that excitement come from? Yeah, if you can truly get up on stage and look at the judges and the crowd and just showcase your work with the thought in the back of your mind saying, I have done everything in my power to look this way, like I have no regrets, I have no what-ifs in the back of my head, then there is no reason to why you would think that you could potentially do badly on stage. Mm. As in, you know, look watery or stuff up your routine or whatever it is. I, I think we spoke about this in another episode, but I purposely make it my mission to never have a oh, what if in the back of my head mm-hmm. because that thought of having a what if literally makes me just want to puke. Yeah, that makes me sick thinking yeah. of in the future me walking off stage and be like, oh, what if I did this different? No way, no chance. Like what if I just did my cardio properly? What if I didn't cut corners? Because this if, is like... Like stuff that. This is like 16 weeks of like all this progress for nothing. If you're like, oh, if I did this different. Well, mm. <laughs> just prepare properly. Use your time wisely in this prep. Do everything you possibly can. And by the time stage day comes, even with an unfavorable result, even if you came up a little bit short with the right preparation, with no regrets, you've got nothing to feel sorry about. Like you've done everything that you possibly can. You look at it as like a different perspective in that way then because you know that you've done everything that you possibly can and you go, okay, I did everything that I could for that show. What do I need to improve on now or mm. what do I actually need to put back on the drawing board? Where, did I, where could I potentially have gone wrong yeah. in those box being, boxes being ticked? Like I did everything in my power. Just because I didn't place doesn't mean that I didn't tick those boxes. Like that's not what we're saying. You probably did tick all the boxes. You've just got to go a different route yeah it might not be an effort issue mm. you might have put in maximum effort hit everything that you could but maybe the methods need to be tinkered up a little bit which is a real thing you could put in all the effort in the world but maybe it's the wrong method or something just needs to change up which like as a coach there's so many different ways to go about a competition prep when programming yeah. for a client so maybe just on the coaches end, they just need to you know fix some things up and like it is a tricky process like it can competition be minor prep things too yeah like it can be the way that you're holding your front pose like maybe you just need to change that slightly so that your midsection looks smaller. Mm. Like for me, like coming second, it wasn't a, oh, like I came second. I didn't do well. I did well. Like I'm so grateful I came second. Yeah. But it was straight back to the drawing board. It, like the second I walked off what stage, it was like, up? yeah, it was like, okay, I was that close. Like I was pretty darn close to getting like the first place. What do I need to change? Yeah, you get like, hungry after something yeah, like that. Hey. It's like I ticked every box that prep. I know I did. Yeah. Like I went up there and I was like, I have done everything in my power to look this way. 
whatever happens today is what happens. Yep. I'm proud of myself. And then came off stage. Okay, amazing. Woo. But what do I need to do next? And that's kind of the athlete mentality that you need to have going into a show because we're athletes. That's literally what we are. We're not just people that get up on stage. Like you're an athlete. The second you decide to do bodybuilding, you are an athlete. And it's day in and day out. It's not Mm -hmm. like you go to practice for two hours a day or something like that. It's like this is all day of just really sticking to your calories, getting your steps, getting your training, like all day, every day. Like you really have no time off from this when doing competition prep. I don't think people understand this part too. Like when you get your pro card, you actually are considered as a professional athlete. Like when that whole COVID thing was going around, you know how um, you couldn't go overseas unless you were a professional athlete, for example. Like professional athletes had an exemption to go like for team sports or whatever. If you had a pro card, you could actually use that to go overseas. Is to that commit. right? Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah, I had a few I friends who that. had their pro card and they checked and they were allowed to travel and stuff. Oh, wow, cool. That's how they got overseas. and They they ended up living there for a bit, but that's how they got overseas in the first place while COVID was a thing. Because, <laughs> well, that's just a fun fact. But we are that's classified as professional athletes once you get your pro status. It's not just a pro card. It's a, no, I'm a professional athlete, like a professional boxer, professional AFL player, like whatever yeah. it might be. You're a professional athlete now. So when you think about it like that, it's like, oh, this is this is actually holy like this is so different. When I realized that, I was like, oh, this is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's dope. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> well, back to the preparation. So that is obviously a way to get the nerves down. And then once the nerves are down, one, like your mental health is obviously a lot more optimized. Like you're not spending all day stressing. But two, you show it on stage. Yeah. Like if you're stressing and if your confidence isn't where it should be, you see that a million miles 100%. away, especially to these seasoned judges that have been there year in, year out. They can tell a confident, non-confident competitor. If you come out there with lack of preparation, you're not going to look like you're prepared. Like it's so obvious and very, very hard to hide. And you're not going to give it your all. Like you're going to be a little bit shaky. You get the... You get the eyes going side to side. Yeah, you you see these little things like where you're like, oh, what's what's my next move? Oh, I'm going to hit this. But then you see someone that is adequately prepared and they're flowing like water. They're smiling. They're just loose as a goose up there. And that's where you want to be. So one, to keep your head screwed on, get prepared. But two, just to have the best showing possible. And then obviously with that, you're going to have a much better chance at winning your bodybuilding show and then even a pro card. I have actually been asked so many times, how are you not nervous on stage? Like, how are you yeah, so confident? Yeah, I've had that. And it honestly comes down to just changing nerves to excitement. Like, when you're backstage and, like, you get those butterflies mm. and you're like, oh, my God, I'm about to go on stage. Like, it is very easy to get nervous. And I feel like it is a seasoned competitor thing. Like, your first show, you're always going to be so nervous. Like, it's always the most nerve-wracking time. Yeah. But then after your first time going on stage and you're like, oh, like, I'm just excited to get back on stage, right? But every show now, if I ever feel those butterflies in my stomach, I just sit there and think, okay, I'm going to change that to excitement. And then suddenly it's a whole other feeling. You just start telling yourself like – you almost trick yourself. You're like, okay, I'm nervous. No, I'm actually excited and I'm so excited to get out there and showcase my work. And then it becomes this whole nother experience. Mm. You don't want to – like, okay, we do like what, 20 to 30-week preps, sometimes more depending on the person. Like it, they're, they're a long – it's a long journey to get to stage, Right stuff getting up on stage and not enjoying it because you were so nervous stuff that no thank you i would hate that well it's funny because like the last couple of weeks before a show you're feeling like death right like you Mm. feel awful because your energy's so low and by the time stage day comes 
Like you haven't had much more food, but you get there and you're a ball of excitement. Like awesome vibes backstage. Like everyone is jacked up, but that's just because the excitement's in the air, right? Like you don't want to be like down in the dumps and just, you know, feeling, feeling the nerves on the day. You want to step backstage and then just be riling all day. But to your point, it's actually kind of funny. My first show, I had no nerves. But, really? But I believe that's because like, I wasn't expecting to win. I, I wasn't even like almost trying to win. So that was IFBB your first show, wasn't it? Uh, it was. It's actually funny. I wasn't even really trying to win that one because yeah. that was like a, a tune-up competition that we did sort of last minute to get ready for the WBFF. So we did that just to see how like things would go. I ended up winning the show, which is a bit of a surprise because <laughs> <laughs> I finished that morning show and then um, I saw my coach. He's like, I think you might have this. <laughs> I was like, have what? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm just having a good time. <laughs> but the first WBFF one, I mean, actually, um, that one, I wasn't even really like trying to win. And like, I came fifth, like I wasn't in contention, contention for winning, but I think because of that, because I wasn't like in a top spot to win my first show, like I didn't think I was going to win. I didn't, I wasn't confident with my posing, like my physique was all right, but I don't think I had nerves because I knew that I wasn't, it wasn't oh. like out of me in this guy. Yeah. Whereas my later shows, I, I never usually have nerves to be honest. I am more of an excitement instead of nerves, but you do feel them. Like yeah. the last two shows, like when I came third and then when I ultimately won, those ones, like I knew I was going up against killers and like a little bit of nerves, a little yeah. bit of nerves. Oh, especially at the awards. Like your stomach is doing backflips. You're like, don't say my name, don't say my name until the end. I'll <laughs> <laughs> be the last name that you yeah. call. Yeah. <laughs> That's, um. yeah, when you're lining up for that, oh shit. Even when you're lining up to go on stage, like a little bit of nerves. I'm like, you have to nail this because if you don't, this guy is going to win. Yeah. And if he does and that guy is going to win, you know, there's a few guys lined up to take your spot. You've got to nail this. So the nerves are there, but it's almost like when you step on stage, it's there's like horror, an yeah. invisible filter, yeah. right? You're full of these nerves and then you walk through and all the nerves just get left behind. And then it's just pure excitement and ecstasy. You are just walking out there like as energetic as you possibly can. And it is just so much fun. And especially when you know your physique is on point and your posing is refined, you have the best time the second your foot touches that stage. I remember I was backstage and I was like, I was pretty nervous for the first WBFF show. It was my first time doing yeah, of it. Of course. And I remember standing backstage and I like I wasn't letting the I've got to nail this get in my head. I was literally just looking up and just being like, wow, what a journey. Like I, ju I changed my mm -hmm. whole mentality to not be like, I've got to nail this. I just changed it to uh, being grateful and being present in the moment because you don't get to do that. Yeah. And no one was talking to me. Like we we're all just kind of really quiet because like, we we're about to go on. So we we're all really, really quiet. Yeah. I was just looking up and I was like, wow, I actually did it. Like I actually got here. Yeah. And then – I went back to the line. I was like, oh, I'm about to go on. And it was like that. It was like, oh, okay, we're, like, we're about to do it. Like, mm. oh, my God. And then I just remember, like, putting my foot down, like, my first step on the actual stage, and something just came over me. Yeah, yeah. Like, I can't explain it. And, like, people try to get it out of me. I'm like, I genuinely can't explain it. I just put my foot down, and I am, like, a whole nother Sam. It's like stage Sam. Stage Sam It's like on. a different It's like a persona. light switch. Yeah, it's like, oh, we're on. Hi, like, I'm back. It's a, it's a feeling like no other. It truly is. Yeah. And I never got that in IFBB. Mm. I don't know why. But I think it was just because I was meant to be here. Like that's where I align Well, now. it also is a lot more excitement on the stage. The music's yeah. louder. There's a bigger so crowd. Different. 
like you can do a more crazy posing yeah. routine. There's just there's more people walking around on the stage as well. Everyone's doing different yeah, poses. Yeah, there's in a lot areas. going on. There's way more excitement in the air. Yeah. So the competitors, you can tell, are just more pumped up. Yeah, no, that 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 feeling. And I'm sure every other person or athlete in their own federation have that feeling when they put yeah, their foot absolutely. on stage. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And that's the feeling you want mm-hmm. as well because that's when you deliver your best package as well. Like yeah. when you're feeling that, you're in the groove, you're hitting those shots, you're smiling ear to ear, you look great on stage and you feel damn good doing it as well. And you've got to remember like the second that you put that foot on stage, you are showcasing your work. And I don't want that to sound like a, you're getting judged. It's not like that. It's you're showcasing your hard work, your off-season, your prep the peak week, the leading up to the show, you're showcasing all of that. Don't let your nerves and, you know, negative talk get the better of you because otherwise you're going to walk away from show day and be like, why did I do that? Why did I ruin that experience for myself? Exactly. You also want an honest representation of your efforts on Mm. stage. Like if you've done these hard yards in the last 12, 16, 30 weeks, you want everyone to see like, oh, this is what they've been doing. Right, yeah. So you want to bring your absolute best self on there just to showcase, honestly, that hard work that you have done in that time. Because it'll be a disservice to yourself and your efforts over that time to bring something that's not as um, not as polished as you would like. Now, here's a question for you. What do you got? Have you ever felt like you're not worthy of stage or getting up there? Not worthy of stage. Or not worthy of, you know, just going through a prep or like kind of like what we were talking about before, like – who am I to do that? Yeah, actually. Yeah? yeah. Um, turning pro. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, I always thought, you know, like, I I never had the doubt that I could do bodybuilding or even, like, do well in bodybuilding. I always believed in myself. But to actually turn pro, like, to take that big next jump up to pro status, I think because I held all these pros at such a high regard. We've talked about this before when I'm backstage prepping and the pros come backstage, they're wearing the suits, and they got the badge, and they look a million bucks, and... I'm always just looking up at them in awe. Just me, this little amateur who's got one or two shows up his belt. And I'm always like, well, that would be nice. But is that destined for me? Like, am I meant to be a pro? They're so high up here. I'm just this amateur competitor. So it's very easy to see that big gap there and then assume that's not meant for me. Wow. Yeah. Like, it was never something that really got me down. But it was yeah. it was like it was a big tall look up almost like oh that's that's far away, yeah, yeah, yeah. but never anything to deter me from going for it though, like just seeing how high up I saw them it never pulled me away from the goal of actually reaching it. So pretty much from the point of me doing my first WBFF show, I did every single show that I could, bar cancellations of the show from COVID to get that goal. So it was never something that scared me away from actually going for it. Uh, but, yeah, it definitely was this big, tall task that um, almost seemed out of reach. But, look, you did it. You know, That's the thing. And, you know, like anybody can. Like it's not like I've been like this pro bodybuilder all my life. I was just this amateur kid who like didn't have that much muscle a, few, like, a couple of years ago and didn't flow well on stage. It's just like this average, like normal competitor. And obviously I've just chipped away at it, have gotten this status that I thought may be out of reach. And that should just be a testament to anybody else that thinks they're in that same position. They're just another number in like this big competitor list or they're just another person in the gym. 
Like, I was just a normal person in the gym. And, like, you can achieve this. Anybody can. I'm not special. I'm definitely not special. I just try really hard at bodybuilding. <laughs> <laughs> That's honestly all it is. There's nothing special to me. It's just I put a lot of time into this. And so can everybody. Everyone can achieve what I or you achieve, which is the right amount of effort. If you truly believe that you can achieve something, you are worthy of it. Absolutely. You are worthy of anything that you set your mind to achieve. Don't let those negative self-talks think or make you think otherwise. Absolutely. And honestly, just give it a go. That's the thing. Even if, like, I just don't want people to think, like, oh, if I do this bodybuilding show, I might not place well. Who cares? Who cares? Maybe you came fifth your first I WBF came fifth. Show. Yeah. yeah. Which I, is good. I but was over the moon yeah, with that. See? I was so happy. Because how it works, on stage day, they release, they obviously call up the top three. So they call up the top three, give you, give you a trophy. The rest of you, they don't know what you place. You know that you're in the top ten, which I was, but I didn't know what placing I was. And then a few days later, they posted the results. And I was jumping up. I, when I heard the results, I ran into one of the boys' rooms and I was like, I came fifth. I came fifth. I was so happy. Honestly, I celebrated that as much as the pro card. I can only imagine. <laughs> but saying that, like, my goal wasn't to place well in that show. My goal was just to prove that I could do a prep and that I could actually bring what I wanted to bring to stage. And then also to get a bit of feedback back and see where I sit in the federation and then what I can do to improve to end up winning the show because like I knew I wanted to win a bodybuilding show I didn't expect to win that first one which doesn't have to be the goal yeah that's the thing you can just have the goal of making it through prep proving that you can do it that was like when I did nationals for IFBB last year I came second at states and Mm. I literally just like smashed myself for a week to get a place in nationals and I remember getting to nationals and I was like you know what if I don't place today I've done everything I could like I I'm just so thankful that I actually got to this point like I'm the best I've ever looked like I was just so proud and they called me for second and I just bawled into tears because I was just so happy like it was just like wow all that grind for that like that one week it was all worth it like I, I got that placing at nationals I was so happy. Like, ask Jaden. Yeah, <laughs> I, I bet. I ran backstage and I was just sobbing backstage. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. You miss out on this crazy satisfaction that you get, yeah. this self-satisfaction, if you just don't do it. Mm-hmm. Like, it is such an amazing feeling when you do one of these bodybuilding shows. You put everything that you possibly can do into it, especially when you get a very good result just like that. You feel incredible. You so do. it's a feeling that you don't want to miss out on if this is something that you actually want to do even if you are a little bit nervous on it, even if you're not too confident. And that's the thing. You gain a lot of confidence during the prep. You do. So once you start a prep, you'll start to see your physique start to improve, your posing's more on point, your mindset is sharper. So even if you start a little unconfident, you're going to see that that gets better and better throughout the prep. So you almost owe it to yourself to start it in the first place and then just figure it out along the way. There's nothing wrong with that at all. 100%. I think a lot of people have the fear of stuffing up on stage yeah that is a big drawback that people have (laughs) it's okay if you stuff up on stage no one's gonna know like you know best (laughs) i know best but like the only person who knows that you stuff up is you maybe your posing coach maybe yeah (laughs) maybe maybe like i i guess if you do a, a big stumble people know like i rolled my ankle on stage like you weren't, you weren't supposed to do that? <laughs> that wasn't part like, of the planning routine? Tiny uh, didn't uh, get that rolling no, for you? <laughs> definitely not. No. Um, everyone's heart sunk apparently when I did it. But it is what it is. And like <laughs> there's no point getting upset about it. There's no point 
being like, oh, I stuffed it up now, like I'm not going to place. Shit happens. Like, ladies, we are wearing huge heels. Do, like, how many times do you stumble in a, like, when you practice? Right? Like, it happens. You can't help it. I'm surprised I haven't seen more bikini girls fall. I don't think I've actually seen I've one. I've seen quite a few. I, I saw one girl go headfirst into the ground <laughs> on a rear walk. I shouldn't. Literally just went... Oh, she laughed it off. Like she was fine. But she literally was doing a rear walk and she just went headfirst into the ground. And then she won. She won the show. <laughs> I love that. I love that. But that's because she didn't let it get the better of her. Like, And that has nothing to do with like how prepared you are or like what you're bringing to stage. It's like, yeah. as they say, shit happens. Girls, your bikinis are going to fall off sometimes. Like I've seen girls' bikinis snap and yeah. fall off at the back. And, you know, your bikini gets caught to someone beside you. Like shit happens. It's just a part of it. You've just got to keep going and not let it get the better of you. And the fact is, it doesn't affect your placing. Just like no. that example, Sydney last year, there was a girl, Chanel, I believe, her number came off. It just fell off mm. her bikini bottoms. And she picked it up and obviously went off stage to get it fixed. It might have been a number of minutes until she was back on stage. And she ended up winning. She got a pro card that night. And you know what? Your number falling off you, your, your top breaking doesn't reflect your efforts or how good of a competitor you are. So it actually doesn't really matter if you stuff up on stage. And also no one really cares. Like no one holds that against you. No one's going to make fun of you for, no. <laughs> for messing up on stage. Oh, You've people just do these ones to me. Then they go, oh, hey, like hey. the, the two-piece signs. The two-piece signs. On stage, but it's funny. Yeah, that's what Sam did. She uh, ended up making a little slip, but then played it off really well, <laughs> to your credit. Did a double-piece sign, kept moving, and then looked awesome. That was stressful as, like, <laughs> oh, honestly, I was in the front row watching that, and... Like, it was awesome that you saved that. But in my mind, I was like, I hope this doesn't psych her out for the rest of it. No, I no. hope she's not in her head. I don't think she will be. She's a strong girl. I hope she doesn't just think, oh, this is ruined. Oh, I'm, I'm all out of whack. But yeah, obviously it wasn't the case because you murdered that posing routine. <laughs> Shit happens. And that's just, that. it's just it. Like, I rolled my ankle, so what? Yeah. And like, if anything, I've noticed over the years, like oh, my first show, I was so scared. Like I was like, oh, if I stuff up on stage, like is this going to hurt my placing? Like I get it. I've been there. Yeah. But, you know, over the years of watching it, and even like being a posing coach myself, you see someone stuff up on stage, like they might hurt themselves or whatever. The judges don't go, oh, cross. Yeah, no. oh, disqualified, ruined no. it. Wasn't yeah. a perfect performance. They go, oh, are you okay? Yeah. Like, oh, my God, are you okay? Like is everything fine? Like they genuinely care about yeah, you. Exactly. It's not going to ruin anything no matter what you hear no. yes okay practice to perfection 100% do that mainly because then if you do practice to perfection and you do have a slip up like I did it's not the end of the world and you know where to kind of keep going you're like oh whoops rolled my ankle well, keep going like well, off I go also when they give out pro cards they're looking for someone to enter their pro division right mm. and like that has no reflection of whether you're going to be competitive in the pro scene whether yeah. you make a little slip or something like that happens well as an example like my first WBFF show First one, yep. My tan was heavily running. Really? Like, oh, heavily. Oh, it was. It was like someone like dipped a bucket of paint on me. It was like it was just rolling down my midsection, but then especially my back. Yeah. And like it kind of looks awful on the videos. Like I didn't post any like photos or videos because like they're ruined by the tan. Um, it's just I was moving too much and like getting too hot. Uh, there's a few other guys that had that, but the tan was just rolling down my body. And because you can feel it on stage. I yeah. looked down for a second. I'm like, oh, this is messed. This looks yeah. awful. It's it's ruining the whole physique. And I remember just, I was still going through the motions and all that, but I did have something in the back of my mind. I was like, well, this, why, why, why am I hitting this? Why, this is kind of ruined. But you just keep going though. Like I didn't get like down about myself and then just kind of, 
half-ass it. You still do the best that you can. And like a few of the other guys had that and they placed very well. Yeah. Like they placed high up and like I still placed fifth, which I was happy with. But like little things like that, you can't let that get you down. But yeah, that was that was awful, that one. I like to think like control what you can control, not what you can't control. Exactly. You can't control that. You cannot control the fact that your tan was running. That's no. just how it was. I, I couldn't control the fact that I rolled my ankle. It just, it's what happened. But what you can control is move on, forget about it, and just keep doing what you're supposed to do. If your number does fall off, if your bikini does strap, if you do roll your ankle, fix it. Mm. Move on. Don't let it get the better of you because it honestly does not matter that much. And also, it's really cool when you see someone bounce back from that. Mm. If something shitty happens, like what had happened to you on stage, to see someone come back from that, it's really, really cool and like speaks to them as a competitor. So if you're able yeah. to just take that on the chin, laugh about it, chuck a peace sign up, <laughs> like more power to you then at that point. Just don't let that get you down. Just don't let it think that you're going to fail or you're going to mark badly or everything's ruined because it's 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 not like shit happens just honestly actually here's a good tip before going on stage have a backup plan like if something does go to crap what are you going to do about it are you going to laugh it off are you going to just keep rolling if you fall over and pretend it was a part of your routine are you going to do a peace sign like i did like what are you going to do yeah plan for something to go wrong because then you won't be a deer in the headlights if it does go wrong Exactly. It's just like a car, like it's got safety features in case something goes wrong. It's got airbags, you know, like you want to have your safety feature just in case something does happen. Exactly. Last thing you want is to make a slip and then everyone knows, oh, she messed up. Oh, she's, you know, and then you just handle it badly from that point on. But if you have a little slip and just laugh it off, everyone laughs with you. <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. But I think that's it for this episode. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we covered some good topics here. Definitely. But... If you would like to follow us on Instagram, I'm at underscore Samantha Wicks. And I am at it's Lucas WBFF Pro. And our group Instagram is Project Upgrade Podcast. Um, but yeah, we hope you guys have enjoyed this episode and we will be back in your ears very soon. Thanks again for listening, guys. Have a great weekend and we'll chat to you soon. Bye. Bye.